So excited. Break, break, break. Seriously. Ooh. Still fruity, but there's a lot going on there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You can you can really shove your whole nose in this one. At least I can. Um, yeah. It's not too. Um... Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. Uh, it's very another the fourth very special episode, another very special episode, <laughs> and we're doing test episodes, and this is the fourth out of four. And uh, with me, I have Ben. But before I get to Ben, uh, let's talk about some business. Um, here's a way you can support us. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. You know, even though uh, Robbie is not... Uh, actually, Robbie's still responding to, to, to messages on Instagram. So feel free to hit either me or Robbie or both of us up. Uh, as, um, yeah, we still will respond to you and still, you know, talk. And, and we love that. We love that community that that builds. So um, hit us up on Instagram, Chill Filtered Podcast. I think, yeah, that's probably what it is at Chill Filter Podcast. So um, that's the business for this week. Uh, yeah, we got we got friggin' Ben Klepsig on. Let me tell you a little bit about Ben before he tells everyone about himself. Uh, ben and I uh, officially only met once, I think. Yep. Yeah, and yep. that was at uh, the the five year anniversary of Madison Story Slam in Madison, Wisconsin. Shout out to Adam Rossed and. Um, and that was awesome because at that point, I think you probably started listening because you were tipped off by Adam uh, originally yeah. from Madison Story Slam. And then once you started listening for a while, I came back from Arizona, which I had only been, we had only been recording for probably nine months at that point. Yeah. I want to say by the time, time we did it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Ben, tell me about yourself. I know you're uh, a marketing <laughs> man, <laughs> but there's more to it than that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I, I just going back to the the our first meeting, uh, our only meeting face to face. I, I, you definitely have been doing it for a while, and I was clued into it because I brought you a whiskey to try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and poured it into a red solo cup. Yeah. To, uh, and it Classic. was Corsair Triple Smoke. So. I remember that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so a I, Nashville, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. they do some funky things. Um, they do. Yeah. yeah. And they also think they make absinthe as well. So, oh, I'm not um, surprised. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I'm in Wisconsin, uh, just outside of Madison. Um, I, Go Badgers. <laughs> I like to brag that uh, my uh, profession combines two of the least trusted uh, professions uh, ever. I, I do marketing for uh, an insurance company. So uh-huh. uh, people I thought don't you were about to like legal things. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, ad ad people and uh, marketing people don't get to be trusted. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm one of the good guys, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, been living here basically my whole life. I have uh, because I've been a corporate guy for mm-hmm. so long. I'm used to doing a lot of icebreaker things. And nice. My, my favorite icebreaker is two truths and a lie. Okay. Um, and and so I'll tell you my standard one, which Ooh, is okay. Can I guess uh, when you do yeah, it? Yeah. Right, cool. So. Uh, one is, um, I broke a rib reading my daughter, a bedtime story. Uh, <laughs> the other is I built a log home when I was 13 years old. Oh, wow. And the other is I stopped the purse snatcher once. Uh-huh. So which one's the lie? I'm going to go with, um, the log cabin. No, that's, that's the oh. truth, man. My whole family went and lived in tents for two summers and built our log home. I have never that's stopped so the cool. purse snatcher. 
but I fell asleep while reading my daughter a bedtime story and fell off the bed <gasps> onto a pile of toys. And oh, no. yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. So wait, okay. So you never stopped purse snatcher. No, but that's, no. that's pretty good. I should, I should think of mine. I should like put mine together. Cause I have some like crazy things. Like it, when you said you stopped a purse snatcher, that reminded me of the time that I, um, I don't know why this sounds weird, but it just reminded me of like one of those epic moments in life where you're like, I can say I did that now. One was um, I, I directed traffic for like five minutes uh, when a light went out just oh, because wow. I was like, I want to direct traffic because I, so I can say I did. And so <laughs> it was a 40, 45 mile an hour road uh, with an intersection, of course. And, uh, and I was just, I was like, come on, come on, come on. You know, like each way. And I was like, okay, time to stop. Time to stop. All right. You turn, you turn. And, uh, I'm glad I didn't get anyone killed. Cause I think about the, like now working in insurance, I'm like, oh, that was a major liability on me. Like, so no, yeah, it's, well, it's like Mr. Rogers says, look for the helpers and close yeah, the helpers. So hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's one of the, uh, origins to this podcast is appreciation for Mr. Rogers. That's pretty cool. Well, and that's, that's part of the, my appreciation for the podcast is apart from being my whiskey family, uh, mm -hmm. it was, you guys were a big part of my whiskey journey and learning about whiskey nice. because that was kind of my COVID hobby was to really get into it and understand it and, and, and get smarter about it. Um, and, uh, then the other thing is that just recently, I've started smoking cigars uh -huh. um, because I'm like, wow, when I hear people talk about cigars, they're kind of doing a similar yeah, yeah. thing as when we do the whiskey. Pathway, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know if, if you ever went to um, in Madison, the tasting room in Monona. Um, uh, no, I don't it's think a, so. an amazing, amazing cigar bar. And they had earlier mm -hmm. this week um, a Japanese whiskey tasting mm -hmm. with a cigar pairing. Ooh, um, and that was phenomenal what was that the was so uh Jap did they have multiple japanese options yeah well they they gave us five to try and nice. i don't remember all of them i know that they had nika coffee malt mm -hmm. um and they had one of them had the is it mia zura finish oh Mizuna. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um and then That's there was right. uh i i i the i've heard of it yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so it was it was good and really interesting cigar that they paired it with so that's cool yeah. i uh I've always liked cigars, um, but I haven't, I didn't find like my cigar or at least my like type of cigar for a while. One time I did try a Cuban cigar and I was like, I see why they call it, you know, why it's such a big deal. Uh, Cause it was so, so beautifully airy and, and had a lot of body at the same time. It was great. Um, but I, I found this one. It's, it sounds weird and it sounds almost like, um, uh, the same way people say, hey, you know, like, I really like Blanton's. It's like, you kind of judge that person a little bit. Yeah. But there's there's this uh, cigar brand called Kentucky Gentleman, and they they have, like, the Blanton's little um, yeah. cap on each little tube. And I'm like, I don't care. Those are actually really good <laughs> cigars to me. And they go really well with whiskey. And uh, so I'm trying to, trying to dig into that. But I also don't want to, like, smoke too much more than, like, three times a year probably is my, what I want to limit myself to. Yeah. I'm doing probably yeah. a little bit more. Maybe it's once or mm. twice a month, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Not a lot. Yeah. You just, yeah, as long as you have boundaries, that's the, uh, that's a good thing. I've, I've talked to a lot of people that are like, I'll just close the day with a cigar. And it's like, no, nah, you need a cigar by the end of the day, you know, but luckily it's a whole different kind of smoke than like cigarettes and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah. yeah. Well, and it's just like whiskey too. It's mm -hmm. you can drink a case of Miller light or you can appreciate yeah. two fingers of whiskey. 
So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can do it all with moderation. That's what right. I'm learning much about. So um, this morning, get this. Um, the ABC in Virginia did a um, special event. Basically, it was basically like the old days where you had to kind of sit outside and, and wait. These days they do like drops where they're like random times and stuff. Uh, but this one, they were like, we're just going to do it. And there's every every store will get at least 100 semi-allocated or potentially more allocated bottles. Uh, random to whoever gets what, you know, like you don't know who's going to get mostly like Buffalo Trace and who's going to get some special stuff. But I waited. I woke up at four, got to the store nearest my house at like 4.15. And I noticed that they didn't have much on the list that was up. So I went to the other store that was kind of just a few miles down. And I got a um, Parker's Heritage uh, wow. 10-year rye cast strength. Nice. So I was stoked about that. So well, I, that was a fun I, morning. We were in North Carolina and I went to my That's first right. ABC store. Mm-hmm. And I've just, I'm just so used to how it is in Wisconsin and in mm-hmm. Illinois and Minnesota. And to As God there, intends. <laughs> everything is really close to MSRP. And they had yeah, like, I was news. surprised at how good the selection was and, I found a right. JD um, uh, rye barrel proof, which yeah, just yeah. sitting on the shelf. It wasn't, you know, and you got a green chartreuse, which yes. was really hard to do too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got two bottles of green chartreuse. That's awesome. <laughs> I uh, just learned about the last word cocktail, so I'm, yep. I've been hitting that up a little bit here and there. That's funny. So, what are you what are you entry buzzing on today? Um, I suspected that there might be a little bit of funk. Uh, uh, so I went ooh, with Springbank 10. Springbank. Yeah. Uh, Campbelltown, right? Bit. Yep. That's Campbelltown. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good one. 10 year. I had the 15 year one time. I had like a bottle of it. And um, that was before I was really into non peaty scotches. Although Campbelltown is the slightest bit of almost yeah. peat, but uh, it's definitely not anywhere near like the Isles uh, compared to like Isla or like Tal- or Sky or anything like that. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I didn't like love one it or two time. ppm or something. Um, oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, it's really low. I I had a chance to buy the 15, and I just I didn't pull the trigger based on price point. Mm-hmm. But what is it running these days? I want to say it was 150. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth that. Yeah, yeah. But I remember thinking like it was good, but I wasn't like ready for it. Like I really liked Isla Scotches when I was starting my whiskey journey. Uh, like uh, one of my favorites was like Bowmore. Um, and I had the 15 year, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, other ones like that. I didn't get to Ardbeg yet at that point. It wasn't until I worked at the bar where I got to try, uh, Supernova, but, um, yeah, I dug that. I have, uh, oh, since we're drinking an Isla today, I am drinking Ode to Isla as my entry buzz by Del Ting. Um, but no, that's fun. So, so tell me about, uh, you have kids, right? You're, uh, yeah. Yeah, I have my oldest is uh, Eli is 25 and Safi is 22 and Ariel is 16. Um, uh, The youngest is off at uh, homecoming right now. So I got to take pictures and drive her to the drop up point. And some other parent that has a suburban is getting everybody to the restaurant. So nice. She got a date. No, it's kind of a group hang. Um, So, uh, you know, it's (laughs) terrified of the day. Five or six. Uh, things I will tell. Okay. So here's my, my, mm. uh, older girl, dad advice. Yeah. Um, always be supportive and, and encouraging of, you know, their crushes and relationships and interests. Okay. Um, I used to play around with being yeah. the, 
oh, I, you know, I'm not going to let you date till you're 30. And yeah. what I found was that uh, uh, they wouldn't tell me what they were feeling. Oh, I don't yeah, want so, that either. Yeah, I'll take yeah. that advice. I hate yeah. that advice, but I think it's going to be the best <laughs> advice. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I just want to be like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, you know, when, when he comes, I'll be, you know, cleaning my, my shotgun, but right. Can, that's the standard my hand. Yeah. <laughs> that's the standard joke, but it, it's, mm -hmm. it puts a wall up, man. Mm. That's what I need to hear. That's what I need to hear. Cause I really like, there's this little boy in two year old preschool. His name's Nolan <laughs> and he is big into back and he's always like take pictures of me and back and he's freaking two years old and i'm like okay kid you gotta you gotta back up man i, I mean I'm probably he, gonna be in this school for a long time does he have any game i mean is you know is, is he making waves here if i could show you pictures legally <laughs> uh from the classroom photos he's yeah. always got this like funny look on his face like almost this mischievous look and i'm like i'm sure he's fine i'm sure he's okay and yeah. like he apparently is a really sweet kid uh, according to my wife who's met him um but i'm like i don't know about this nolan character yeah <laughs> maybe i should pull it back especially now you like set that tone yeah but that's so funny um no that's great um yeah anything else going on in your life that's uh fun uh, i am about to go on um uh, an alaskan cruise um, I, I hear those like, are unreal leaving for it a week from today Nice. Uh, and so it's the inner passage and it's the last cruise of the season. Nice. Um, but it's a, it's a nice boat and it's got, I've already investigated. They got some decent whiskeys and nice. they have a cigar room. So Ooh. yeah. What's I'll, the, uh, what's the brand name or the, the like carnival or something? No, it's, um, I, what's the, I'm, I'm spacing on it. It's the, uh, not Royal Caribbean, maybe Royal Caribbean, but it it's, be, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's cool. I've always heard that um, people that have done like Caribbean cruises and then an Alaskan cruise are like, I would never do a Caribbean cruise if I have the option again, because like Alaskans, Alaskans are so much cooler. Yeah, my, my yeah. it's my in-laws that are doing it and we're coming along nice. and we did uh, a Caribbean one last fall uh -huh. and now we're doing nice. this one. Um, and actually on the Caribbean one, that's where I started the cigar thing because oh, there nice. was a cigar rolling class as oh, one of the cool. excursions and yeah. it was taught by a woman from Cuba. So, oh, that's so cool! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever watch uh, watch Seinfeld? Oh yeah. So he's like, he's like, they're rolling it too tight. They're Dominicans, and then they <laughs> go to the crepe store and they roll the crepes too tight. <laughs> I love that. Um, so anyway, I guess we'll get into the history. We've, we we're 15 minutes into a, a nice shooting the breeze segment. Sure. So um, I tried to print out my notes, but they weren't printing. But luckily, I have them on my second screen. So. Uh, before we go into the history of what we're drinking today and did we mention i think we mentioned ardbeg did we mention what exactly we're drinking i don't no, think so we have not so we're drinking ardbeg heavy vapors and it's vapors sort of i don't know i don't know if that's like a british or uk thing or if they were referring to pores but any either way uh, we'll be right back after this quick walk break And we're back. Nice walk break. I'm winded. You. I'm winded. I yeah. need a minute. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that Wisconsin uh, altitude will get you, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
So some quick notes to get to before uh, we get into the history. Uh, hopefully we all had a great time at the uh, Google meetup drink along last Friday. I know Ben was there and, and I yeah. think he had a great time. Even Absolutely. though I interrupted him like twice or three times or something like that. <laughs> well, interrupted by beautiful children. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, shout out to Willow, Dram Pup. <laughs> she is amazing. Um, and then we'll be uh, sending out uh, more drink along samples via courier very soon. Uh, the next three months are already lined up and we got the bottles already. So I just got to fill up those uh, samples and then get them couriered out. So keep an eye out in the uh, courier box. Cole's being very mysterious. He's not tipping his hand on what these are. So yeah, well, I mentioned one, um, and I, I guess I'll say it. So one will be the that Indian whiskey I've been I've been shouting out about a lot. Uh, Ramper, oh, the, double the, cast, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I'll say that, and that was potentially maybe my whiskey of the year this year. Uh, I think um, I think it's competing against Ode to Isla. I think Ode to Isla was twenty twenty three uh, episode. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting wow. one. Okay, yeah. so now no, I gotta find that because mm-hmm. Ode to Isla, I bought yeah. two backup bottles based on your recommendation alone. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah, no, absolutely. So this, I mean, it's I hope it stands up to my first pour because I was blown away by the first pour. So you guys will find out very soon. So. Yeah, awesome. So let's get into history. This is actually uh, what we're drinking today. The Ardbeg Heavy Vapors uh, is not our first Ardbeg episode on the podcast. So we've done four episodes already on Ardbeg. Uh, Episode 15, we drank the SN 2015 committee release of Ardbeg Supernova. Great pour. Uh, Episode 74, we drank Core of Reckon. Uh, episode 178, we drank the committee release uh, from the 2021 Ardbeg Scorch. It was a letdown in terms of Ardbeg, but still good. You had I, that, right? Yeah, and it's I'm, yeah. letdown is is gentle. I it is. I, I, I felt I, it made me feel like committee releases were practical jokes. Totally, and, and a totally. little bit nervous about today. I mean, it's Ardbeg's totally. great, but Scorch. This is one's really going to be different, man. Yeah. yeah, and I haven't sipped it either, so we're on the same page with this one um yeah it was it was a little like oh man like and score it was it was the weirdest bitter dry ardbeg i've ever had well it's yeah. and I, i've i was probably fairly early in in pd scotch i uh, mm-hmm. and so you know maybe a little bit of inexperience drinking it but i dig like octomore and things like that i'm mm-hmm. i'm yeah. down for high octane yeah. stuff but wow yeah it was it was it's it's funny um that yeah it's just you never know, but I, I, I would probably I, say that's the only Ardbeg I haven't liked. Yeah, uh, yeah which I've, is something to say when we've had so many Ardbegs. Yeah. So, uh, and then what was it? Uh, episode two thirty nine. We drank the HN twenty twenty two committee release Ardbeg Hypernova. Uh, shout out to Dramhound who helped me get a bottle of that. And uh, there's been yeah, there's been a few backgrounds we've done on Ardbeg, but this one's going to be a little bit different because this one is more related to the process of what makes this bottle special, as opposed to yeah. Ardbeg in general. Yeah. Um. So we're all pretty familiar with Ardbeg. Uh, it's one of the few Scotch distilleries on the Isle of Isla. Uh, it's one of the islands on the Inner Hebrides and the western portion of Scotland. It is on an island. Uh, but Isla whiskeys are known for their peat, uh, meaning they taste smoky. Uh, but that's because of during the malting process, they use burning peat to dry out the grain after malting it, as opposed to something like charcoal or other methods that are pretty dry or pretty clean burns. 
burning peat is not exactly a clean burn. Uh, but uh, the phenols of the smokiness stick to the grain, and then they mash, ferment, distill, and age the whiskey. And then in the end, uh, Ardbeg is known for their very high levels of peat comparatively to the rest of the standard Isla market. Like, for example, Lafroig, I think is in like the 20s of parts per million. And Ardbeg is known to be somewhere around like 50 to 55 as a standard. So it's got a little more peat, but um, and, and like smokiness to it. But they're also used to having um, higher than that even. Like, for example, Ardbeg uh, Supernova, I want to say was 108 or something like that. Uh, Ardbeg Hypernova was 170 parts per million. Definitely not the highest record. Octomore has that one. I think at a 208 or something like that, one of their releases. Uh, that being said, uh, it's definitely a lot of peat. Um, but one thing that makes them different as well as like the high peat level is they're the only Isla distillery really known to use a purifier. Uh, and other Scotch distilleries will use purifiers. But in terms of the Islas, uh, Ardbeg is known for like taking advantage of something called a purifier. And, and what we, does we a mentioned purifier that- do? That's a great question. No, we actually mentioned a little bit of this on a Glenn Grant 15 episode. Uh, But Ardbeg uh, basically, yeah, like I said, is known for that. But a purifier is a cylindrical copper vessel. Apparently, it's usually usually around like three feet in diameter and about four to five feet long. It's located inside what's called the lye pipe, also called the lin arm. If you look at a, um, what do you call it, A, a... pot still it has this like like upright um you know column and then it has this arm that comes out of it and that's usually called the lin arm or the the lie what do they call the lie pipe so anyway the lie pipe uh for these huge copper pot stills is at the top uh and that's it's where the the pipe bends like i mentioned and mostly anything that gets into that bend area will that doesn't get into the bend area sorry will fall back down and like what's called reflux um, when it starts to leave and then it can have that against too. The yeah. Arm. That's gets me a little. <laughs> bit yeah. yeah. It's kind of, you know, spicy food and all that stuff. It'll do it to <laughs> copper pot stills as well. Um, but um, yeah, the angle of this arm can have a huge uh, impact on the flavor of the whiskey. If the arm is, some of the arms aren't as uh, like are parallel to the ground. Uh, but some lean down and some actually lean up. So it causes more reflux uh, to, to come down. But anyway, uh, the purifier is is usually kept colder than the rest of the still, uh, but not as cold as the condenser where it like is really trying to suck up the oxygen. I mean, the uh, liquids from the gases. Um, basically, it causes like the, the purifier causes a lot more reflux uh, and it gets recycled back into the still. And apparently what, what it comes down to is this. There are lighter, more volatile compounds in the distilling process and heavier compounds that can make it to, the, to be distilled and condensed uh, to make distillate. What Arbeg does uh, by using purifiers is it's trying to get the lightest like vapor compounds and the most volatile of those compounds uh, to make it through and not as much of the heavier ones. The heavy and- vapors maybe? Exactly. Be, yeah, there exactly. We go. Okay. I'm putting it together See, now. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so usually when you get something like like Glenn Grant, for example, uses a uh, can a purifier, and they also have very tall, slender still, stills. 
So they're really aiming for like the, the, the lightest of vapors to make it through there, uh, which can lend to a very lighter, fruitier, crisper, refreshing note. That's their goal. And that's Ardbeg's goal uh, to, to do that. Um, and so anyway. So, but that's other the balance with the peat, right? I mean, they're getting their kind of light, airy, fruity, and then that's the contrast with the peat. I think that's why I like Ardbeg the most, to yeah. be honest. Because like the peat is... It sometimes doesn't feel a lot stronger than something like Lafroig or Beaumore or something like that. But there's something I love about Ardbeg that is fruitier usually. So I think I think you're right. I think that's like really what it comes down to. But other other distilleries that in Scotland that use purifiers, Glen Lau- Glen Lossie, uh, Glen Spey, Staffmill, Talisker, and Tormor. Uh and, and like I mentioned, um Glen Grant, but they all use uh, most of them use just in the wash still process as opposed to the um, the distillation stills, uh, which I believe are the second round of distillation they'll use the distillation stills for as opposed to the wash stills. Uh, but Glenn Grant will use a purifier on both stills, uh, which is interesting. Uh, but what's special about today's Heavy Vapors release is that for once they took off the purifier of the... Um, <laughs> That like sounds, the, the Cole, that sounds still. risky. That sounds yeah. like mad science stuff. It does. And it also like worries me because I think this will very much prove it. Like what we drink today. And if it's good, if what they're doing with the purifier is what I like most, most about Ardbeg. So I, I think it'll right. be a good experiment there. Right. Um, so we well, might that, expect this to be a bit, little more oily or um, less. That's why, that's why I chose Campbelltown as an entry buzz. Cause I kind oh, of feel good, like good it's going to be a little closer to that. Mm-hmm. that's a great point yeah so we'll see but yeah. uh yeah what we're drinking today is the 2023 release and it's the committee release and so for those who aren't aware there is a standard release for every one of these special most of the special editions uh, but then there's usually a committee release that goes with it and the committee release is usually higher proof if not cast strength um and it's usually about 20 to 30 bucks more at retail and definitely most people seek out the the committee releases like this was um i had them both next to each other when i went to the store and i was like of course i'm going to committee release um single malt 100 barley uh and of course no purifier like i mentioned Did you uh, mention bourbon cask uh not yet so yeah that's a good one um i think yeah yeah so uh, the the standard release is cut to 46 percent alcohol by volume uh, and the committee release is 50.2 uh, alcohol by volume. And I wasn't able to find out if this was cast strength, um, but, you know, it might be. Um, but non-chill filtered, hey, that's, <laughs> that's not the name not, of the podcast. <laughs> and I, I didn't see any age statements on the Ardbeg website, but I did see some other sources. And don't quote me on this, but this is what I saw in some other sources, that it was at least a 10-year and with some sources saying it could be up to 12 or 13 years old. Uh, Everybody, I'd like to quote Cole. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. People, to 12. Quote, people will say quote, I'm inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> people will say full of inaccuracies. Um, well, and hearsay. We haven't gotten that criticism yeah, yet. So. That's true. We'll get that on a future um, on a future review on Apple Podcasts. Total wine price, 159 So about 160 from at least where I got it from ABC Virginia. Yeah. let's uh let's pour this out what do you say oh i gotta do a nice cork pop for this one here we go you ready yeah better than yesterday's 
I, I cheated a little bit. I actually poured it out so I could uh, let it rest a bit. This is so light. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably light. Um, Which, I, like, especially kind of, for a ten-plus year, right? If it is. Right. I, yeah. I think of light, and I think of younger. Right. Like, I would look at yeah. this and say, "This is a five-year." Yeah, I would think like I think this is even lighter than what I remember Hypernova was, um, and that was pretty young for an Isla. Um, all right, which one am I drinking first? This one? No, no, this one. Ooh, still fruity, but there's a lot going on there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You can you can really shove your whole nose in this one. At least I can. Um, yeah. maybe it's not too. Um, yeah, too this crazy is bringing anymore. the noise and bringing the funk for me. Yeah, it's definitely, it definitely has a little bit of, like, I would say it has the Ardbeg vibe. Smoky, fruity, but there is the funk there that I can't even put my finger on. it's like a little motor oil kind of thing. I'm really interested to see how it's going to be on mouthfeel. Because those Campbelltowns are usually oily and kind of thick, right? Mm -hmm. This might be um, surprisingly... um, like this might be like proof that maybe they don't need a purifier. Who knows? This might be the best hard <laughs> bag yet. You know, there is a there's almost a candiness to the nose a little bit. Um, it's got a nice sweetness. Yeah, it's Definitely, almost yeah. like a little floral too. Like it's mm-hmm. almost like um, I don't know. Like you dipped a honeysuckle flower in sugar. Or yeah, something. I dig that a lot. Like that nice bright floral, yeah. All right, I'm going for a sip. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm getting a little bit of, of fruitiness too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm like it would be an overstatement to say like going into the mango realm, but there's a little something tropical fruit on the yeah. nose. Ben, this is good. <laughs> this is pretty good, I think. Um. So the first note I got on the palate was cigars, uh, cigar smoke. Um, it is very complex. Like it hit me again and again with different notes, like in, in succession. Um, I might a, need to give this another shot. There was a wash of, of that sweetness and fruit. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right that that kind of cigar, not mm-hmm. cigar ash, like cigar, like mm-hmm. the feeling of puffing on a cigar, cigar yep. smoke. And then this just wall of mm-hmm. sugar and fruit that went by. Yeah, it's a great note about the sugar. This is this is one of my favorite art bags so far. There is it's, a full bodiedness and a, and a mouthfeel like it is kind of oily mouthfeel. Yeah, uh, more than you'd get from any art bag, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and I'm not as experienced with art bag as you are, but it is. Mm. It definitely has, it's not all the way there. It's like a medium version of it. It's like a mm-hmm. medium mouthfeel and and that kind of medium oiliness, but it is, it feels yeah. just right in balance with that fruitiness. Yeah. Um, it It's like uh, the third heat, right? Like the old yeah, yeah. Uh, thing on 30 Rock. It's, it's got the smoke, it's got the sweet, and it's got this third element now with the mm-hmm. funk. I'm going to say it right now. Hubba to what? Mm-hmm. Uh, on this and one they wasn't expecting this i i don't know if this was directly an apology to me for scorch but mm-hmm. um it uh boy it makes me believe in our big again and mm-hmm. committee releases yeah wow um 
tiny bit on the very almost the almost the very last part of the finish tiny bit of tropical fruit i would say pineapple but diluted like very diluted pineapple um yeah i can get behind that like mm -hmm. like a pineapple passion fruit blend or something Mm -hmm. it's with like as if it were like cooked over a, a smoky fire or something like that yeah that's the um it's and it's got that kind of nice peaty almost medicinal tingle at the end totally absolutely um, it's just 100%. kind of like yep. prickling mm-hmm. on your tongue at the end of the yep. finish yeah this is uh very complex and i'm, I'm interested having done your entry buzz on Ode to Ila, mm-hmm. um if if you're feeling any kind of comparisons there because this is really phenomenal the thing the difference is the I mentioned this a few episodes back, but there's there's the there's the bright fruitiness and then there's the like and that can be like or there's a bright like a brightness to it. And usually that's like fruitier and as opposed to like a like a Glen Dronic, uh, I wouldn't exactly call that bright or like, a, a for example, a, a Abelor or Abuna. Uh, I would call them darker because of the like the sherry finish and like that really nice um you know fortified wine backup where it's like plums and raisins i wouldn't call those exactly bright um ota isla lens on the on the darker side mm-hmm. and this is surprisingly uh brighter um well, yeah, you're getting those those bright fruits what's nice fruit. with that balance yeah. is that it's um it's not the smoke isn't hitting you with a brick right it's yeah. it's not like a lafrog or something where it's mm-hmm. just hitting you upside the head with a bat it's 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 a very subtle balance i think yeah no i'm I'm with you i'm gonna add some water um we'll see how this changes it because i have a feeling it can actually make a huge difference um for some pour like this especially the brighter pours i find are the most impacted by um ice in a good or water and ice in a good way but who knows it might might turn it into the standard release and make it trash. No kidding. <laughs> but it, it's, this is, this is water light. Like this is like, you know, not very dark at all, which is so funny to me, especially for an older Isla. I mean, but don't get me wrong. Isla's are typically light in color. Um, but yeah, this is um, very light. I'm, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to save some bat because I know I'm going to want to taste some later. Totally. So I'm trying to be stingy with my water mixology uh, here. Mm-hmm. I um, I'm getting more fruity notes on the nose. Notably, more fruity. Interesting. I'm getting more cigar. Really? Yeah. Huh. I dig that. All right. I'm going for a sip. Okay. It's uh, the 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 pop of the um, a little more volatile, getting a little bit more of the vapor from the proof. I got you on the nose for the water. Wow, I don't know which one I like more. This might be my favorite palette so far. Um, the only big difference is the cigar smoke showed up a little later, mm-hmm. um, and the fruity showed up on the front a lot more. The the bright sugary fruity um and then showed up the yeah 
And I, I may be getting a little bit influenced by my uh, honeysuckle flower, but I'm. It, mm. it feels like the sweetness has kind of turned to honey a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me feel that. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it's. Um, I wonder what the phenols are on this guy. I wonder if it mentions it on the bottle. It did get thicker in my mouth. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. I forgot to mention um, Ardbeg Zone by um, LVMH or whatever. Um, Louis Vuitton, Moe Hennessy. Wow, I am really, I'm really torn. I really like this pour. Me too. Um, the the water and the neat are kind of tied in my mind. The water mm. definitely had a different, I don't know, it just felt like everything was a little richer. Like the, uh -huh. the smoke was a little more intense. The sweet was a little more defined. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Different experiences, but absolutely um, excellent. Yeah. All right. Time for an ice drop. Boom. Give me give it the old spin J. <laughs> the you got to look at it really deep. Yeah. Make that whiskey dizzy. That's so cute when you actually think about a little girly saying that. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of, I wouldn't say it muted the nose, um, but it lightened it up quite a bit. Um, yeah, I mean it, yeah, it's, it's like the difference between drinking brewed tea and iced tea. hundred percent. It's, um, yeah, the, and I'm getting, I, I feel like I'm getting now I'm getting the, the fruit and floral a little brighter, just the brightness to it overall. Mm -hmm. Less of the cigar smoke for me. Mm-hmm. Funny thing is with with sipping, wow. Mm. I, I was almost about. I was literally about to say there's no cigar, tobacco, or like smoke on this one, but then it hit right after I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, like I said, complex. You can you can like take a sip, even just kind of swish it around in there, and you won't get any notes for a moment. That's one of the interesting things about each pour I've had of this is like it takes a moment for even the like the notes to kick in, but then they will. Yeah, it unfolds, um, right? It's it, it yeah, comes yeah, in stages, 100%. yeah, mm -hmm. like waves. Mm. Okay, now I'm getting more cigar on the nose. Yeah, in the uh, ooh, the only complaint I have of this whole whiskey, the finish is not amazing with this. I think the cigar tobacco turns into a little bit astringent, a little bit bitter. Yeah, uh, which is surprising because the other two pours were fantastic and never had that kind of bitterness that came with that um, cigar kind of tobacco kind of feel. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't love with that. It's yeah. super mild, but it is there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Mine got colder. <laughs> mine got more volume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play the hits, man. Play the hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't do this again with ice. Yeah. I would happily add some water um, and maybe get a, a different experience. But um, ice, if this were the only pour that Ardbeg Heavy Vapors had, I would not be hubba to what and blow my mind good. Um, but it's still good on the front of the palate. But it's not not my favorite pour, for sure. It's least favorite. I'm going to sneak back to the stuff that I mm. hold back on. 
I mean, it's not as bad the second or the last sip I just had on the finish. Mm-hmm. But it's still mm-hmm. my least favorite, even even yeah. with that. Yeah. Huh. Now I'm starting to put my my rating together. Well, I have a rating. Okay. Do you want me to throw it out there? I yeah, go for it. I'm feel. I mean, it's definitely hubba to what. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not in the kind of. It's not above nine point five. It's not into that. Yeah. All time great category. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying nine point three. It is okay. very solidly in hubba to what. I love the complexity. Yeah. I love the three different aspects playing against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the two out of the three pours were great and different. Yeah. Um, the third pour was fine, but not yeah. worth blowing 150, $160 bottle on ice. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm a fan, man. Thanks for sharing this. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was grateful too, before I get into my, um, uh, reviews and ratings, I, I felt like you were a good appreciator of good scotch. So I was like, <laughs> hey, I got this crazy good, you know, a crazy interesting, uh, option. Yeah. So I wanted to do that for this episode. Absolutely. So. Uh, I'm going to go just a tiny bit less. I'm going to go like 9.18, right between 9.15 and 9.2. Um, it is <laughs> a very work. refined scale you have, Cole. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hundreds. We might as well do it out of a thousand. Um, uh, but uh, I think that this is, um, yeah, really impressive. And it proved to me that. It might not just be the purifier that makes hard big amazing. Um, and I love a good um, complex whiskey. And this one did not disappoint in the fruity notes, in the sweet notes, and that smoky beautifulness that they put together in whatever they do with Ardbeg. Uh, I think they did a great job. And, well, uh, and yeah, yeah. You know your Ardbeg better than I, but it, it sounds mm-hmm. like they preserved the things that you love about Ardbeg and then totally. added this third factor. Um, yeah, with, like with kind of oiliness, of and, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, and yeah. you know, the purist there would be like, No, this is this is our profile, that's what we do. But mm-hmm. as a fun experiment, holy cow, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm into it. I would be interested if they had other releases without the purifier. Um, in fact, I'm gonna just pour myself a little bit to keep going on this episode with because <laughs> I mean, just, just drinking a neat. Um, so with that. I think now that we've got our ratings in, I think while I pour this nice dram here, I think that means it's time for Whiskey World News. All right, now it is time for Whiskey World News. Got an article. Didn't write it. Going to read it. Here it goes. This is actually a shout out to Robbie. Uh, It is a press release. So Mm. it's the origin of this uh, is uh, Buffalo Trace. But primary source posted primary source posted mm-hmm. on breakingburma.com nice uh, and this is buffalo trace distillery announces highly anticipated antique collection for the fall 2023 season buffalo trace distillery is pleased to announce the return of its award-winning antique collection for the fall 2023 season showcasing the products that best represent the distillery's exceptional craftsmanship and dedication to distilling high quality award-winning spirits this year's portfolio includes all five Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, ETAC, Staples. Mm. Not true every year. Uh, George C. Stag Bourbon, Thomas H. Handy Sazerac Rye Whiskey, Sazerac Rye 18-year-old whiskey, William LaRue Weller Bourbon, and a milestone for this year, the oldest Eagle Rare 
17 year old bourbon in the collection's history. So nice. it goes on and uh, the the uh, a couple of things that I thought were funny. One is mm-hmm. uh, available at retail in early October at a suggested retail price of $124.99. Uh-huh. Ah, local taxes yeah, are feasible. Um, and it, it goes and shows kind of the profiles of all of them. But I wanted to read the Eagle Rare 17 year one. Yeah. Um, Eagle Rare 17 year old bourbon at 19 years and three months old. This mm. year's Eagle Rare 17 year old bourbon marks the oldest release of the spirit since its 23 year inclusion in the antique collection. Nice. Uh, it shows where it was distilled and what warehouses it was in. Once again, bottled at a uh, one on one proof in tribute to the original Eagle Rare brand launched in 1975. I uh, imbues tasting notes of dark chocolate and cherry pie filling on the nose with a well-balanced flavor of caramel drizzled chocolate sponge cake. Um, I One of the reasons I thought, there are two reasons I thought this was an interesting article. Yeah. One is your well-known passion yes. for Eagle Rare 17. Uh, uh, and the other is that it turns out not only does Robbie uh, mm. mix up, like, you know, depending on who says the name of the thing, it could be Yamazaki 17 or 18. And depending yeah. on who issues the Eagle Rare, it could be 17 yeah. or 19. Yeah. I had no idea that an Eagle Rare 17 could be more mm-hmm. than 17 years old. Uh, so yeah. uh, do you have any thoughts on this, Cole? I very much do. First of all, uh, <laughs> we tried it. We reached out. And normally, Buffalo Trace will get back to us and say, hey, either we have samples or we don't do that anymore. This time, they just didn't reach back out. So good luck this year to all of us uh, finding a bottle of the antique collection. Uh, that being said, though, I am really intrigued and I'm glad you brought up the uh, Eagle Rare uh, mention because the one right here behind me, right here uh, next to the Eagle Rare sign, that's the 2014 vintage, uh, the first whiskey that blew my mind um, mm-hmm. ever. And um, and that was a 19 year. It wasn't a 19 three monther, but it was also a 19 year uh, release. This one just squeaked over the line to beat the uh, the big deal out of it. But there are at least three other 19 year. um, I went through all the um, a few months, a month or two ago. I went through all the press releases for every year, and there are at least two or three besides this most recent one that's a 19 year. Uh, So I was a little like surprised that they were like making a big deal out of it. But I guess you know, oldest is the oldest, and that's cool. Uh, but yes, mine is also within three months of that, at least, uh, you know, and that's like one of the bottles that I like, you know, will save for like, I will drink that bottle one day, but I'm not sure when I'm going to drink that bottle one day. Yeah. Because it's so special. Well, it's interesting because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know like what goes into them being able to pull this off. Yeah, but we were we've talked about this before. As you get into older and older bourbons, mm-hmm. they have a tendency to get over oaked. It's yes. different from how scotch acts, right? Where you mm-hmm. can do scotch for generations and it yeah. gets better and better. Um, mm-hmm. But somehow they're getting these high age statement bourbons to really yeah. sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, for what I've seen is like breaking like 23 years is then very risky. Yeah. Uh, but like under 20 is like, yeah, but like, you're right. Like it's over oaked is a big deal. Uh, and I've had some, like, I've had, like, uh, Whoop and Holler. Uh, not Whoop and Holler. I've had uh, Old Blowhard 27 year, I believe. Or no, 26 years, or Old Blowhard. Uh, 28 is um, Whoop and Holler. But that's, like, insanely overoaked. And, like, not even that much enjoyable at all, except for saying, hey, I was able to drink a 26 or 28-year-old bourbon. <laughs> so, you, but, you know, uh, we, we've talked um, about um, small casks and how, yeah. Um, it, you have to have a very delicate touch to be able to do that right. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at Kings County Distillery, and they started with small yeah. casks. And mm-hmm. I think they've done a lot of good things to to kind of soften the influence of that. But totally. when I was in their tasting room, they had a cocktail tasting room, which is phenomenal. That's and cool. Out in Brooklyn, they actually, right? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. at the Navy Yard. And mm-hmm. they have um, a cocktail that has overaged bourbon as an ingredient. And it is like That's if you were to drink funny. it straight, it mm-hmm. would you would be peeled off the roof. It's just really? so astringent and so mm-hmm. over oaked. But they use it almost like a bitter. Um, that makes total sense. And, but they won't sell it alone, but they'll use mm-hmm. it in their drink. So they've clearly had some barrels that just went, oh, man, we really just smart. Something went badly wrong here. Let's use it in mm-hmm. cocktails. That's really smart, actually. I'm, I'm impressed by that. Um. Yeah, but it's funny, you know, like they say, you know, like when it comes down to age, it's like minimum 17 years. And that's the case with a 19 year. If it's minimum 19, yeah, yeah. then it's also minimum 17 math. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the math guy. So I, and that's an insight guy. that you would have brought that exactly. I can Yeah, Exactly. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, I love it. So have you ever, I'm sure you've had, uh, actually, we've talked about you trying out. Uh, in the messages and stuff, we talked about you trying out antique collections. What's your favorite you've ever had of the antique collection? Um, honestly, I, I've I've really enjoyed um, George T. Stag. Um, it's unbeatable sometimes. Yeah. And and the the crazy thing is, when you go to a whiskey bar and they have several mm-hmm. BTAC on there, it'll be like, you know, this one's one hundred and twenty bucks yeah. a pour. This one's a hundred bucks a pour, and the Stag is like forty five. I'm like, are you insane? Yeah. Yeah, do you I'll understand all what you're doing here? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the it doesn't best. get the respect. It doesn't have the buzz or whatever, but it's great. Yeah. The uh the best I ever had was um 2016 uh George T. Stag. Um 144.1, I believe. So it was hazmat. Uh-huh. Holy cow. I like I like I like I said, I love my Eagle Rare. I had the I had a bottle of the 2015. Now I got a bottle of the 2014. Uh, but like, yeah, whatever they're putting out. Usually, like I've only had like maybe not let down. Well, yes, let down, but not bad. Yeah, like uh, twenty twenty handy was quite a let down, but not bad. It was still good, but it was like this isn't anti collection worthy. Um, but yeah, they're always killing well, it. And you I have a memory like... for that of like the specific years of this year and this year and mm, this year. Yeah, yeah. I just know that I was in a bar and I had the stag a couple of times, and yeah. I'm sure I've had multiple editions of it, but it's totally. been pretty consistently great. Yeah, and then that's the thing. But then the funny thing is, it still kills me to this day. We talked about in 2021 where they they removed George T. Stagg from the antique collection because it wasn't like up to par. Right, like that's complete BS. Because um, I've had like that handy that was yeah. not of the status. Yeah. They did of, not make uh, that judgment call at that time. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. It's like and and Handy's only six and a half years old, and but meanwhile, like George T. Stagg is typically like. So what, why do you 15? think they did that? I think they did it so they can make a special release later. Okay. And they'll be like, you know how they do like E.H. Taylor, like a uh, tornado release and all right. that stuff. I think they'll be like, this is the missing release from 2021. Okay. And yeah. I think now it's 19 like years aged or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that's probably what they're going to do is like do an extra age George T. Stag. It'll be like double Eagle, very rare, but it'll be like double George, very stag or something like that. Those but, whiskey marketers, man, I you know. can't trust them can't trust them at all these advertising people <laughs> yeah but um no i love that um uh any other thoughts before we move over to uh what we should choose no okay i'm gonna go yeah. over last week's results uh we actually go on two weeks of results 
uh, on Bryce's episode, we did, uh, if you had your own office and wouldn't get into trouble, what kind of whiskey would you keep there to share? And um, Broasquatesquazosua said, Bland's, <laughs> not my fave, uh, but would make me feel like I was in Mad Men. Uh, and then uh, a guy a named... Prestige, the... for sure. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The um, the handle low class high proof uh, said uh, or Glendrona cash strength and he just sent a picture but I was very happy to see that because I think that's also a great great idea. Uh, Kilted five one eight Miles Ferguson said, uh, "I'm if I'm that high in the company, then I've got money." So he said, "So Glen Grant eighteen in a Waterford crystal decanter." And I'll just say this, Miles Ferguson. You showed me your picture of your Wilder, Waterford crystal decanter with Glen Grant 18 in it. You must be pretty high up in your retirement right now. So um, we got Brian Rapp uh, says found North because I think the bottle design is clean and classy. Uh, Marco NAZ said Knob Creek 12 or Glenfiddich 14. Uh, I agree. They're both uh, both special bottles for that. Uh, we got Paul Clarkson. Uh, Pete Clarkson 21 says, uh, Blanton's gold mainly because of how fancy it looks and only if it was for special occasions. I, I love how many answers this question. Lots of engagement. In. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dramhound said uh, pre COVID I had Eagle rare in my filing cabinet uh, to share on firewater Fridays. I want to know what Dramhound does for a living. Uh, <laughs> he's like the most interesting man in the world sometimes. Um, and then he also followed up. He said, now we have whiskey Wednesdays where I'll, where I'll bring random samples in. So again, like I said, I would love to know what, uh, Dramhound does for a living. Cause that sounds amazing. Um, and then whiskey drinking Panda. Uh, I believe that's Paul. No, not a Paul. Um, what is it? Tony, not Tony. I'm sorry. Edward, um, Steven. It uh, might be, it might be, uh, Henry, um, <laughs> But no, he said Habiki Harmony for um, the decanter, he said. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Madtown Marketer. I don't know. No, must be a new listener. Yeah, yeah. New uh, listener. He said, Shout out. Uh, or maybe it's a woman. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to guess at that. Maybe, you know, marketers can be either way. I'm binary. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they said <laughs> Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. So uh, that was two weeks ago. And then um, most recently, we had uh, the same question, or not the same question, the same thing. We had uh, which craft distillery needs a shout out for this week. And we got a few write-ins here and we got, oh, I never mentioned the actual, um, uh, what do you call it? The results from me and Bryce. So uh, for me and Bryce, I won with uh, E.H. Taylor Small Batch with 75% of the vote. And then he lost with 25% of the vote. Uh, and who is it that, uh, that calculates and reports the results? Uh, only me. I'm the one who you know, <laughs> okay, decides what the numbers are. And I'm a numbers guy. That's so right, I can kind of okay. make things work in my I direction. Trust I trust you. Yeah, exactly. Everyone trusts me. Um, but anyway, yeah. So um, back to Witchcraft Distillery needs a shout out. I said MB Roland. And uh, Marco said Adventurous Stills and Adventurous Stills won with uh, th two thirds of the vote. Wow. Um, so he got 67% and I got 33%. Um, and there were actually a lot That's of votes that week. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's basically <laughs> double mine, uh, which is a landslide. That's for sure a landslide. <laughs> but uh, Paul Clarkson said Beyond Distilling in Charleston, South Carolina, which he has sent a sample that one day we'll have 
Um, what I hear about Beyond Distilling, actually, it's pretty cool. They will hire uh, people with disabilities and um, a lot yeah. of that kind of stuff. And they'll make whiskey with uh, with those kind of people. That, that sounds terrible, those kind of people. Uh, but with people with disabilities. And uh, it it's, it's amazing what they're doing down there, from what I hear. I haven't visited, but I've only heard amazing things. Cool. Um, uh, he says... <laughs> Bridgeland Distillery, and he says they make a quote bourbon, and that's spelled B E R B O N because he lives in Canada. And they, and they said, can spell it says, however they damn well please. Yeah. Exactly, as long as it's not how we spell it. <laughs> um, and uh, he says it uses Alberta corn, so hashtag uh, Bridgeland Distillery. And we'll hopefully um, this week put out these results so we can shout them out. Uh, Peerless says uh, John Hughes of Embellished Pod. You know, I don't think I've ever had Peerless out of all these years. Okay, so I I had uh-huh. Peerless once because I early in my whiskey journey, uh-huh. I fell victim to the classic trap. One, of course, never get involved in a land war in Asia. Yeah, yeah never two, get involved in a land war in Asia. Never take advice <laughs> from a total wine uh, person. Yeah, yeah. When like, death like, is involved. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm there and he's like, oh, Peerless, I'm surprised that's still on the shelf. That's really great. Oh, and so nice. I it. and it's Total like you know wine. it was fine it was a it was a rye um but yeah, yeah they totally snookered me as a as a newbie so they get your total one yeah that's so funny yeah it's funny like there's the uh the, i don't know i don't i haven't watched too much um parks of rec have you ever seen that show yeah 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 so with uh the ron swanson character he's like i want to say he's at like home depot or something like that and someone walks up, says, do you need help? And he just shuts them down. He's like, I know more than you do. Or something like that. <laughs> That's how I feel at any total wine. It's like, don't talk to me. I know more than you do. <laughs> but it's kind of mean. But you know. I'm just browsing. I'm just browsing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Marco was that? Oh, no, no. I thought you were saying something. No. Uh, Marco and AZ said Rocktown Distilling, uh, Union Horse Distilling, company and sweetwater distillery and i want to say all those are from kansas city i might be wrong okay um and then someone called <laughs> i guess his handle is mad town marketer and no, 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 marketer yeah okay yeah marketer i'm reading it yeah that's okay yeah uh king's county distillery hey you mentioned them yeah, you, you and know, this I, guy might get along, actually. Yeah, they they were both apparently fanboys of Kings County. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Uh, Bourbon Badger Caleb Olson says Driftless Glen, uh, which I had today. I had some of their. Uh, I had a That's single my barrel Nicola rye. Woods. My Ooh, Woods. Yeah, Baraboo, Wisconsin, baby, and um, they they're killing it. Yeah, um, yeah. I I had like I said one of their. Uh, I believe it was a. It wasn't the one you sent. No, it was the one you sent me. Or maybe, no, no. Did you get the Colossal Spirits one from me? No. I think Ben got me that one. Not Ben. Um, Caleb got me that one. But you got me the like six or seven year one. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, yeah, Driftless Land, Glenn, killing it. Especially in the rye department. I like their bourbons, but I think their ryes are like yeah. to die for. So yeah. um, Brian Rapp says Wilderness Trail, if they count as craft. And I want to say they do. And I agree. Wilderness Trail is amazing because of uh, their science. Like they're like they're like the scientists of the craft distilling. They're um, the nerdy whiskey people, exactly. With their with their yeast strains and all that, I love it. <laughs> so that is uh, the past week's uh, results. Ben, I hear you have a uh, a potential question for this week. Well, I, I tell you, I, I neglected to consult my comprehensive Excel spreadsheet of all nice. of the whiskey world news uh, and and uh, 
which whiskey would you choose? Um, oh, nice. To, to see, I don't really have that. No, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to, to see if this is a repeat, but it's a question that I see a lot sure, when I'm, I'm surfing around the web is what whiskey that's, you know, in like the 40 to $60 range, mm -hmm. would you recommend to somebody that comes to you and says, Hey, I'm a beginner. I want to get yep. more into whiskey. What whiskey yep. would you recommend for a beginner that, that has expressed interest in going deeper? Yeah. And I imagine this also has to do with it's not going to be really, really hard to find. In that right. Region. Yeah. Accessible and, and affordable. Right. So a lot of times oh. it's going to be younger people who are like, hey, mm -hmm. I'm just getting into this and I'm not going to say buy the $200 bottle, even though it may totally. be amazing and the perfect entry. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a good answer to this one. Um, right. What's your answer? This is actually I've been asked this recently and I always this is kind of my go to. It's like accessible, um, delicious, soft, not too crazy, not too harsh in any direction. Uh, four roses small batch select um yeah. i think that is that and like woodford double oaked are really good like in that range but i think the four roses takes the top of those two uh yeah. in terms of that yeah so for i, I think that's a, a good one um i was kind of torn between two one of them is a little bit at the higher end of my range so i'm going mm -hmm. with the one that's smack in the middle nice. uh of rare breed nice um, yeah, yeah. I, you know it gets a little bit of that heat um, mm -hmm. it's, so it's, you know, it's a little higher proof, um, but it like is step up too. You yeah. Know? It's like just yeah. tasty. So it's, it's a little more challenging, but mm -hmm. it is tasty and delicious. And if, if you're a person who prefers it on ice, it'll, it'll work on ice. Totally. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. And it's usually right around 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, I guess that's the most of the episode, which Pretty is much. weird. This has been fun, Ben. Yeah, I've had I a agree. good time. And um, let me think: is there anything else? Like next week, we're gonna figure it out. Uh, we're gonna send out some, you know, surveys and stuff. Get get some advice. But in the end, I hate to say it so um, authoritatively, but in the end, I'm gonna make the decision. And it's, uh, dude, it's your it's your jam, you know. That's, totally. That's, yeah. Yeah, but but it, it, you know, like I'm gonna take people's advice as they say, you know, like, and we're we're gonna put it on like some Google forum, so it's not like you'll see the results as they go or something <laughs> like that. It's like, okay, Ben's taking the lead this week, and then I'll be like, Ben, I didn't like you or something like that. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. But um, at least I'm not gonna say Ben, I didn't like you. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, 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 no. it's it still could happen. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, either way, this has been a blast. And um, yeah, so yeah. keep an eye out, listeners, for a Google Forms survey. Uh, and I want to hear what you guys think, because I'm sure if you're listening to Ben's episode, you've been listening to Bryce and Brian and Marco's episode. And I want to hear your thoughts and I want to uh, make the best of this podcast in the future. So uh, please vote. Please give your opinion. So, um, you know, Ben, I hope... Uh, I'm glad you're 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 for your sake and for the sake of the podcast, your your puppy stopped uh barking outside the door, but I, I hope he's okay. Uh I hope uh that your decision is easy and you don't stress about it because this yeah. is supposed to be fun. Totally. And I hope that those who interviewed know that um they can, you know, be still uh, you know, uh they're just as much appreciated either way. Of course. That sounds like I'm like, I'm letting you down easy or something like that. But I didn't mean it like that. No. <laughs> but most of all, listeners, I hope that our love of whiskey lifted your spirits. You're both yeah. idiots.
Sweet. Do you remember mine for the five year anniversary? I don't. What was it? It was uh where I got like this massive.